As a child, I loved going barefoot. Did you? I remember the feel of hot sand and fresh cut grass and sharp stones. My feet back then had the leathery toughness of childhood. And in Jesus' time, feet naturally grew leathery tough because how else did you travel? A horse or a donkey cart, maybe a camel, but the average man and woman walked everywhere and feet mattered. It's different now, isn't it? When we, when we do think about our feet, it's only if our shoes pinch or if we've been standing for a long time, and then maybe we'll say, oh, my feet are killing me. But for Jesus and his friends, tired, dirty, dusty feet, that was an all-day, everyday reality. And so, in first-century life, the custom of caring for feet mattered. Arriving at a friend's home, the servants of the house would rush out and wash the visitor's feet, a sign of honor and welcome. And images of feet fill the Bible. Often, individuals fall down at Jesus' feet or sit at his feet and listen to him teach. And my favorite foot quote <laughs> are these words from Isaiah. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of the messenger who announces peace, who brings good news, who announces salvation, who says to Zion, your God reigns. Those words, how beautiful are the feet. Or how about Psalm 119? God, your word is a lamp to my feet. The amazing idea that, that God's words light our way, light our feet along the often dark pathways we walk in life. Or Psalm 116, you, God, keep my feet from stumbling. So tonight we're speaking about feet. And we heard just now in the gospel these words. And during supper, Jesus got up from the table, took off his outer robe, tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? And Jesus answered, you do not know now what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, you will never wash my feet. And Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no share with me. And this makes Simon Peter snap to attention and he answers, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. This quick turnaround makes me laugh going from never to, okay, everything. <laughs> if this is the way to share the life and work of Jesus, Simon Peter wants in. For a long time, I took this story to simply mean we need to serve, to serve those most in need. Of course, we do. And just as Jesus humbled himself to serve us, we should humble ourselves to serve others. And so much good work 
good efforts in the world unfold in just this way with people serving those in need, washing their feet, metaphorically speaking. Thousands of organizations offer all kinds of variations on care, thousands of them. But simply giving others help is not enough. It can even reinforce a system where the giver feels good about giving and the recipient's needs are temporarily met, but nothing changes. When Simon Peter first refuses to let Jesus wash his feet, it's because he wants to be the one to give, to offer the care. But Jesus isn't saying, go help those less fortunate right this minute. He's saying, go and be with others. Be present to each other. Wash each other's feet reciprocally because you are all one. Or in Mother Teresa's words, we've forgotten that we belong to each other. But letting someone else see our need and care for us, that can be hard. It is for Peter, and it is for many of us. Allowing someone to wash our feet or help us in some other fundamental way. This can make us feel vulnerable. Our feet are not always beautiful like in the psalm. I mean, their feet. <laughs> the first time I visited a church where foot washing was going on, I panicked and I was searching for the exit. I'd never heard of it and I was surprised. But washing other people's feet and allowing them to wash ours, through this, Jesus wants us to see the expression of love, gritty, real, down-to-earth love. Feeling vulnerable in this way is, is heart-opening. Holding another person's feet, holding another person's vulnerability is a privilege. And Brene Brown reminds us, what makes you vulnerable makes you beautiful. In the foot washing story tonight, Jesus tells his friends, they are blessed if they live in this vulnerable way. And later, the same evening with his friends, sitting around with their clean feet and their open hearts, Jesus gives them a mission to adopt and follow when he will soon be gone. He says, I give you a new commandment that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also should love one another. That's it. These are his parting words in this famous farewell discourse, not follow religious laws to a T or start a church or a new religion and name it after me, not make sure you get other people to behave, none of that. He says simply, love one another. And we know that every good thing grows from this kind of love. We are called, like the original disciples, to use 
these feet of ours to move through the world as it is, to love one another as we are, just as we are, in all of our vulnerability and imperfection, as sisters and brothers, as family, as kin, until there is no more us and them, until we come to feel and understand how completely we belong to one another. Amen.